You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So we start. What, the Mishnah mentioned trapping. Okay? Trapping is a Melech of Shabbos. Hatsod Someone is trying to trap the Chilazon, the mollusk from which you get the blood of it to create the dye of Tcheles. Vapotso, and you smack it, you hit it, you hit it to get that blood out. There's only one Chilu Shabbos there. Rabbi Yudah says, Why? Besides trapping, you also did Pitsiya. When you kept on hitting it, that's Disha. The same way Disha is, you want the, the kernel to come out of the shell. You want the blood to come out of the mollusk's body. So you, you hit it to get the blood out. That's called Disha. Um, they told Rabbi Huda, ain't Pitsiya Bechlal Disha. Disha is, Disha is not, is different. Why? Because Disha is happening from something that's growing from the ground. Here, and you're getting the stuff that was, that was, that was in there. It's true, you, you, you're smacking the body and the blood spurting out, but that's not called Disha. Amarava, my time with the Rabbanan, Ksavri ain't Disha, the Gedule Karka. An animal is not Gedule Karka. A Chilozon especially came from the ground. It didn't even come. It's not, it's not like a cow. A cow, there might be Disha, because a cow is a land animal. So milking the udders of a cow is considered a toad of Dush. But this is like a sea animal. And a sea animal didn't come from the ground at all. And therefore, when you smack it to get its blood out, it's not called Disha. So the says, but what about the other obvious question? What about the fact that you're killing it? Shechita, Nitivas Neshama. Rabbi Yechanan had an answer for Rabbi Yudah and the Tanakama. Why nobody was registering this issue of Nitivas Neshama? Shepatzomais. Because you, the mollusk is already dead, and then you hit it to get the blood out. Rava Amar, Afil Even if you want to say it's alive and you're hitting it and smacking it to get its blood out, Misasik who waits on the Tiwas Neshama. You don't mean to kill it. You just want the blood out. So therefore, it's like you're not machaven. It's a Dabr Shaina Mishaven. It's a Malocha Shanitzricha. You're not really trying to kill it. One second. Right? They both say you, 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 that if it's a psikresha, that if you cut the chicken's head off, you can't say, well, I wanted it, I wanted it as a toy, right? I, I want the chicken's head off because I want, to, I, want to, I want to use the body as a toy for my kid to play with. I don't want it to die. Everybody knows when you cut a head off, it dies. It's obvious the animal's going to die. The Mar says, "No, here it's different." Shiny Hocha, the Kama He's actually trying to keep it alive. Why says Rashi? He doesn't want it to die. So <laughs> he's actually trying to keep it alive as much as possible. Oh, that's good blood. Oh, that's good blood. He's doing damage to this mollusk. He's doing damage to this animal, but he's trying to keep it alive. He's not trying to kill it. 
And therefore, he wants it to be alive. It, 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 it does plots and die eventually, but therefore, even there, it wouldn't be chayiv for Netilas Neshama. Why? Because this way, it's going to be a better die. Because the, if the blood comes out of it when it's alive, you're going to get a better die, and he wants it to be the perfect color. Sounds very brutal, I know. The Mishnah said, Hashochto. So why did it say shochet? We know they didn't. We, even though we know Rashi says they had to, they had to uh, kill animals to build the mishkan. They had to kill the rams to get their skin. But how do you know you did shchit on them? You didn't have to do shchita. They could have choked them. Rashi says the Why is shchita mentioned? Killing should be mentioned. We're mentioning it because of the other aspect here, which is it causes the area by the throat to become blood red and changes the color of the hide. Shmuel says no. Really, when we say shochet, we mean netilas neshama. We call it shochet because that's the normal way to do it. But shochet's another way of saying netilas neshama. Mar says on Rav. Rob, do you you don't agree with Shmuel? Mishum tzaveya in mishum nitiyos neshama alo? No, Rob says ema af mishum tzaveya. I I don't disagree with Shmuel. What I'm saying is that there's also tzaveya, right? Now, meaning that the reason why the Tana wrote shochet was in order for us to understand that there's a malach of tzaveya involved as well. Now, I'm a Rob. What is tzaveya, Rabbi? Da is causing something to change color. Says Rashi, Now, now, where we already counted Sevilla, we already counted dying, where do you you see that Shechita was mentioned in order to tell us that dying is also there? So, you're not really trying to dye the, the, the throat. You're not trying to turn it a different color. So why would we include that to tell you that you'd be chayev achatas for, for tzoveya as well? Amar Rav, Rav addresses that. He says, milsa amre. the thing that has been said in my name, aimabo milsa, I want to add an explanation of it. Why? The future generation shouldn't come. The later generation shouldn't come. And to laugh at what I said. And therefore, I'm going to give this explanation now. We'll write it down. And this way, people will remember the reason. Why do you say he wants it to happen? To the point that if he does the shechita, you're going to hit him for two chataos. Because why? Nicha, he wants. Delitvas beisashchita dama. He wants the beisashchita to be colored with that blood color. Why? Every shochet wants that. Kiheichi delich seyinche. Because this way the person will see, look, it's fresh. Because that color is the color of freshly slaughtered meat. The animal is freshly slaughtered. The shochet, who wants to sell it to the butcher, or he wants to sell it himself, wants it to have that color. The This way people will buy it from him, or, buy, or the butcher will buy it from him. And therefore he wants it to be 
blood red in that spot. And that's why Rob said the Shochet is Tzoveya as well. The Mishnah added, the Mishnah when it talked about once you have the skin, the Mishnah talked about treating the skin by salting and by working on it. The Mishnah says, Hainu maleach, Hainu ma'aved. Why is that too? Isn't it the same thing? Salting and working on it do the same thing. It, it causes the leather to change and to be more pliable and to turn into leather. Rabbi Yochan, you're right. There's a problem with the Mishnah. Get rid of one of those words. That's where a sofer is, 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 is underlining the lines. And he, and he wants to write, so he, he draws rows. That's sirtut. Or Rashi says, when, you're, when, a, when, a, when a, a, a shoemaker, when he's trying to cut a shape, when he wants to cut the leather, he first traces the shape of the sole of the shoe of the person. So that is called sirtut. So according to Yochanan and Lakish, that's what we will put into the Mishnah. If a person salts meat, a person salts meat on Shabbos, so he's causing it to become preserved, he's working on that, that, that raw meat, that's ma'abed. Rav Omar, one second. Ain ibud ba'ochlin. The Mishnah talked about ibud of doing malicha. That was on a piece of leather, not on something that you're going to eat. Rabbi only meant that if he wanted it, what? He was salting it intensely because that was going to be his beef jerky for a big trip he was going to take in the desert. So that's why he was salting it on Shabbos, over-salting it to get it so, to get it so tough still basically edible, but putting so much in it that it was going to last for the big, long journey. Avalabesa, if he's just salting it for today, he's not planning to go on a big, long journey with it. So even though he's salting it like crazy, lo mashveyinish michle eats, there's no reason for a person to turn a food into basically a piece of wood because it's so salty and it got so hard, it's basically unedible. Nobody would do that unless it was the beef jerky that he would take little chunks off it on some big, long desert trip. But in a normal household eating, that would not be... Excuse me, excuse me, with the beef jerky, I've done that for a long trip. How could he prepare that on Shabbos for a future travel? So that's a, but that's not you're not kaiv skila for that henach. That's that's a malach. That's that's hachana. But we're not talking this. We're talking about being of a carbon, of being chayiv as one of the thirty nine malachos. So he would be chayiv a carbon, wouldn't right, he? Right. That's what Rabbi Barchana, Rabbi Barfuna holds that. Rava disagrees. But even Rabbi Barfuna, who's machadish or chayiv a carbon, that's what he's machadish. You're right. He's definitely doing something wrong, preparing for a trip on Shabbos. But but you're not chayiv. That's not a malocha on Shabbos. That's not one of the lamates malochos. But according but but it would be according to Rabbi Ravuna, because the the amount that he's making it, he's changing the meat, which the fresh meat, he's changing it into beef jerky. 
also one of the malachas, smoothing something out and cutting it. Somebody goes out to one of these open porches and he starts sweeping the area in between it and tries to make it smooth. That's memachek. He's smoothing out an area. It should be Rav Asi. Rav Asi told me things in the name of Yeshua ben Levi. One was, If you have these sticks, these little beams, these little wood beams, small, not like a real large beam, a small beam. And what does he try to do? He tries to shave the tops of them off to get them like a, like, like a toothpick, like, like, like a point. That's mechateach. That's making something into a specific shape. A person puts on a bandage. And forget about the malacha of doing refuah b'shabbos. Not a malacha. But let's say the way he does the bandages, he takes the liniment, he takes the ointment, and he smooths it onto the bandage. Then he puts it on his skin. That's memachek. Because now he took the thing that was thick and smoothed it out. That's the problem we have of using Vaseline and other stuff like that. Let's say you have a stone that you hew out and you do the final move on it, cutting it to the right shape. What malach is that? The evan was cut before Shabbos, but now you smooth it out. Rashi says it's already been taken out of the mountain. And now what you do is you, you put it the, the shape. So that's called makabipatish, because that's finishing a job. Let's say you have a vase and you draw a picture on it. You draw a picture of the Madonna on it or whatever it is. That's also Makabapatish because that's the way the vases were made. The vases were made for those Christians to have the Madonna holding the baby on it. So if you draw that picture, that's considered Makabapatish. Let's say You've got the glass, and now you do the final blowing into it to give it the shape. That's also makabipatish. That's finishing up the keli. A person has got an item of clothing that came from the weaver, and it's got some strings still attached. It's got these akufes. It's got these little ancillary objects that are dangling out of it. He takes them off. In order to smooth it, to make it look like a nice shirt, that's makabipatish. But hani mili the kapadalayu. That's if he's the type of guy that usually wears shirts that don't have this stuff hanging out. But then we say that's makabipatish. But there are people that wear shirts no matter what. They don't care. They're slobby. So if that wouldn't be makabipatish for doing it. Okay? So it depends who you are. And depends what type of person you are. Let's say you write, we know it's two letters, but let's say you write a giant letter, which is the size of two normal size letters. The place where he puts the lettering down is enough enough to write two letters. What's the din? Potter. But let's say that same giant letter he takes a giant letter on Shabbos and erases it. And there's enough room for two letters. 
This is the Chumrah, it turns out there's a bigger Chumrah when it comes to erasing, because erasing, you, writing, you weren't Chayef, because it was only one big letter. But if, if, if with erasing, it doesn't make a difference how much you erase. It's what you could do with the area that you do erase. If the area you do erase can now have two letters, you're already Chayef. That's what they used to do in the Beis Hamikdash, because when they wanted to, uh, they wanted they would mark the Krushim with certain simonim. Aleph and Beis would go together, so they'd know when they had to redo, when they had to set up the the Mishkan again, they would know which one goes next to the other one. So they would put letters on it, and there had to be two letters to know to pair up each Keresh. So that's why you need. That's why the din is two letters. If it's the last thing you're doing with this object, it's called Makabapatish. The Mishnah ends with the words Elu Albus Molochos. Why does it say Elu? What do we need uh, what do we need the Mishnah to give us this wind up for? Because Rebeliezer says, unlike what we've been saying up until now. Rebeliezer says that if you're going to do dosh and you're going to milk the cow, or you're going to do zorea and zomer, and you're going to do toldos, we, every tolda you have another chatas. We don't know like Rebeliezer. We hold these are avos and a tolda b'mokamav, you don't bring another chatas. That's why we emphasize. Not like Rabbi Rebeliezer. You just bring the carbon for, uh, uh, for the av. Not the tolda. Right. Now, if you'd only did the tolda, Henech, you'd bring a carbon. But if a tolda with an av together has a p'tur. That you know oh, from okay. Elu. Elu avas malachas. It's only four. It's 40, not th- it's 39, not 40. Mafuki made Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara says. The Tanya Rabbi Yehuda, Mosef as a shovet. He added shovet. That's where, when you're weaving, mashve hashesi bekarkar. Rashi says. The shesi is the stuff that goes this way, across. So he's, oh, I've got to smooth it. got to make it it's straight, but I've I, I got to beat it up, beat that stick on it. This way it's really nice and tough and straight. And medaktik, that's by the arave. You, you make sure that it's going in properly. So they told him that those aren't separate malachas. Shovet is, is mesech. That's stretching the shesi. And medaktik, that's arave. But he felt that those were separate, and he didn't feel the number was holy. He felt you can have more than 39, and therefore, according to him, those would be considered av malachos, and you'd be chayiv, uh, you'd be chayiv as avos, not as a tolda. So if you would do mesech and, and shovet, according to Rebuta, you'd bring two korbanos. According to the chachamim, it's a tolda. Everybody says it's us, sir. The question is, does it have a shame of an av or not? Next Mishnah. If what you have, if what you have is the type of thing that people use, it's the type of thing a person would want to hide. He'd want to get out of his house. He'd want to bring it to his house and put it in a special place because we're talking about Oitzah. And the purpose of Oitzah is that you want the object in a special place that you can hide it. So if it's a type of thing that you would hide because it's something that's valuable, there's Hitzah. And Matzni and Kamohu. It's got to be the same size that other people take. It's got to be the right shear. 
It's got to be the right shear that the that society decided is considered significant of that amount. And Hotzio Bishabis, you take it into Rishus Harabim, Chayev Chatas, I love. The Kosha ain't no kosher Latzniyo. If it's the type of thing which people consider insignificant, nobody ever uses it and really thinks it's important, or it's a smaller amount than what people usually take, but you take it out on Shabbos, you're not Chayev. Who would be Chayev? Rashi's Girsa is Limatzniyo. Meaning what? If we know about this guy, he's a hoarder, he's a miser, he collects these little small amounts of this junk. And we already know this is what he does. So he would be chayev for taking it out. So again, we see it's individual. For, for you... If somebody else would do a weird thing and take this out on Shabbos, we'd say that's not Otsah. But you've already shown in your life that you consider this significant, you would be Chayev for that. What is something that's so drecky that you're not going to take it out? The blood of a menstrual blood. What do you, why would anybody want to take that menstrual blood out? That's nobody, that's Osir No, you can't use it. That's definitely something you wouldn't be chayev for. If you say damnida, is worse than damnida. But if you said maybe damnida, even though, what's that guy carrying that menstrual blood out? You know why? Maybe you do want that. Maybe you do want to carry it and hide it somewhere. Why? <laughs> you wanted to give it to your cat. <laughs> I guess cats liked it. Oh, yeah, cats eat it. So why are you saying that Dom Need is not good enough? Nah. <laughs> Rashi says, Adam. <laughs> if, if you give your if you give a cat your wife's menstrual blood, your, your wife's going to get sick, Rashi says. When I learned that, I learned it a little bit differently. I learned that, that the cat will get sick. He might lip, lack it up, but you know it's bad for the cat, and therefore it's not considered significant. And all this is not like Rab Shimon, because Rab Shimon says, What does that mean? Says Toysvus. Perish Pekuntaris. What did it mean? The Mishnah said, that if most people use this amount, this is what most people say, this is significant. So everyone is high. Meaning we take the lowest common denominator, we take the rove, we take the, the average Joe, even though this guy would never carry this out, this guy would never want to hide this. He would still be chayev. Rav Shimon disagrees. Rav Shimon says a rich guy would not be chayev. Our Mishnah says again, 
If normal people take it out, those, the great majority of people consider this amount, this object, this type, this amount significant, then even though you're a rich Rockefeller, we still say that you are going to be Chayev. Rabbi Shimon says every single din of shear is tailor-made to the person. Everyone's an individual. If you never hid this, if you never consider this significant enough to go hide it from the, from the crooks because you don't consider this a chash of a thing because you're so rich, then this will not be hotza for you. We don't hold Ekrab Shimon. We disagree with him. Why? The Tanya, Kalam of Shimon Elazar, Kosha'eno Kosher Latsnia, Vein Matsnian Kamohu. Okay, so you have something that nobody would, no one wants to take out. Nita blood. And Vein Matsnian Kamohu. Or it's a small amount, smaller than the Shiram we're going to see later in the Mishnayas. However, but let's say one guy is a hoarder. He does take Nita blood out. He does feed his cat. He does take small amounts and hides it around. And someone else comes and does what? And based on what the hoarder asks him to do, the hoarder hides it, and this guy comes and takes the hoarder's item away. Or the hoarder asks him to, to bury this amount. If you're doing it in this guy's influence, you're going to be chayiv because of this guy's craziness. Because right now you're in his crazy world. The Mishnah said not that way. The Mishnah said, The only guy that's going to be Chayiv is the hoarder, crazy guy himself. Not the guy who's actually deciding to help him or becoming his friend for today or trying to pacify him or doing a job for him. But Rav Shimon says, no. You're going to be Chayiv in Machshavo Shelzeh. We disagree with Rav Shimon, but it's an incredible shita. Rav Shimon Bar Yochai's opinion is interesting. Rav Shimon Ben-Alozer's opinion is interesting. But our Mishnah is not going like either of them. Hamotzi Tevin. According to Rav Shimon ben the, the, the original uh, Baal uh, is not Chayev? No, original Baal is definitely Chayev. But he says even the Baal's uh, uh, erstwhile friend, the, the, guy, agent. the agent is it's also Chayev. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hamotzi Tevin Kamoli Pipara. When it comes to straw, what's the amount? The amount that will fit into the mouth of a para. Otza. We'll see what otza is in the Gemara. But that's a bigger amount. How much are you chayiv kemoli pigamal? That fits a camel's mouth. A camel has got a big fat mouth. Amir, which is the, the, the upper crust of uh, 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 the upper crust of the, of the tevin. It's called amir. It's softer. That is kemoli pitle. That's, that's a smaller amount. We went from big, bigger, to smaller. Asavim, but grasses, kemoli piagdi, that's like for a, a, a goat, a little kid goat. 
So each, um, the amount is different based on what these things are usually used for. This is what grows out of the onion or on the, out of the top of the garlic. So it depends. If they are wet, they're people food. And therefore the shears, whatever it is for people food, which is a dried fig. If they've already become dry, it's animal food. And who eats it? So you'd be chive for less. Because a grogeris is even, a grogeris is bigger than what fits into the gadi's mouth. A little bit of one and a little bit of the other is not mitzarif. You can't, a, a little bit of teven with a little bit of otzah. Why? Because each food item has a different size amount. We don't mix and match. My otzah. Omar, Revuda, Tevin, Shalmin, Shalmin, Kitneus. That's the same thing as Tevin by grain, but it's by beans and legumes. By beans and legumes, that's what we're talking about. Aha. Uh-huh. They also have shells. They also have a layer, a, a shibolus that it comes in and gets dried up. That's otza, and that, a cow can't eat it. You got to be a camel to eat it. Kiyosa of Dimi Amar, Hamotze Teven, Kimole Pi Let's say the person is taking Teven out. How much Teven? The proper amount. However, he has in mind to feed it to the camel. And a camel doesn't really like Tevin. The camel likes the tougher stuff. And for a camel, it would be more. Rabbi Yochanan says, Chayev. Rabbi Shimon ben Lokish says, Potter. Why? Because for a camel, it's a larger amount of food, and it's a different food. But Urta, that was a night. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Hachi. With Safra, the next morning, Hoderbey, he went back and said, no, Rishlokish is right. You're putter in that case. Amr of Yosef, Shapra of the Hodder, the Lochazi He was right because he's taking it for a camel and a camel won't eat it, and the, right? And therefore, it's not, it's not enough and it's not the right food. Amr Yabaya, no, Adarabba. Rabbi Yochan shouldn't have changed his mind. Kidimi Kara Mistabra. The chazi lepara, the amount and the type of food he was taking, even though he's thinking a camel, but this is this amount of food that's good for a para. So he should be chayiv, even though he's thinking camel. So Abaya didn't understand that tradition. Elokiyos Rabin, Rabin came from Eretz Yisrael. Remember, Avdimi is the first one. Then Rabin came from Israel and he said, "No, this was the discussion." Hamotzi teven kamoli pipara lagamel. You're right. He took out straw, the amount of straw, let's say an ounce, that fits into a para's mouth for a camel that usually eats otzah. Everybody would say, like Abayah says, you're chayev, because that's amount, even though he's thinking camel, it's good for a cow. Aha, he was taking out the other stuff. He was taking out the kidneys, the kidney straw, which camels don't eat. And how much was it? It was kamole pi para. It was the amount that fits in a para's mouth for a para. The ipcha itmar was the other way. Rabbi Yochanan said potter, and Rishulakish said chayev. Rabbi Yochanan says potter because it's come on, the camel's not going to eat that. 
I mean, the cow's not going to eat that. Achila de atchak lo shmei achila. Rishlokar says no. He's taking it out for the cow. The cow will eat it, even though it's usually not his food, because it's the right amount. And achila de atchak shma achila. He holds that even though you gotta, he's got to chew, 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 but he's pulling it in his mouth, that's called achila, and you would be chayev. We said the umir, the top layer, is what fits into the, into the sheep's mouth. Atanya, the Bryson says, Kigregeris. That's all the same shear. あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
Betani, well, there's a brace about that Mishnah that says, Habeged v'asak v'ha'or v'ha'or v'amafatz mitztarfim zem zeh. When it comes to, if you take the beged and the sock, or the sock and the or, or the or and the mafetz, that's one plus two, or two plus three, or three plus four, or four plus five, if you make that type of Frankenstein, you make one of those things together, what's the din? Mitztarfim zeh Why? Why are they mitztarif? Reb Shimon says, I'll tell you why. Mipnei shiruyin vitame moshav. Because many people, when they want to try to make a patch of something, will patch these things together. So time the ruin with Tommy Moshev. It's only because people use them together, right? Uh, if you're trying to make a patch, Rashi says on a saddle or a, 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 of, 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 of a of a donkey, you're going to patch these things together. But if you never patch them together, it's not mitzdarif. So you see from this Mishnah, when things have different shiurim because they're meant for different things, you don't match them. The same thing should be with Shabbos. You shouldn't be able to match the two types of foods together. Amarava, Hachinami. These strange type of foods do go together sometimes. Chazi Ladugma, where if you're selling them and you're selling different types of food, you put them in your window and you crunch them all together. So sometimes you do match them together. And therefore, since you sometimes do match them together, you will be chayev. If a person takes out different types of good foods, as long as it's the size of a fig, you're chayev, it could be a little piece of this, a little piece of that. It could be a little bit of watermelon, a little bit of avocado, a little bit of checks mix. It's all mitzarif. But what's not mitzarif is kliposon, the shell, the garinean, the seeds, vokzeen, or the subin, or the mursinen. Those are the, the, the parts in the bran. Those are not mitzarif. To the shear. Rabbi Yudah Omer, chutz mikalpe adoshim. When it comes to the lentils, the shells aren't mitzarif. Why? Even though you cook them with them, the shells don't count. Why don't we count the bran together with the, with the flour? When it comes to challah, this is the amount it has to be. Five reva saws of kemach. And and a little bit more, chayav and b'challah. That's the amount of, of, of flour. It's chayav b'challah. And even if it includes the subin, includes the bran, so why by challah is the bran and the other stuff considered part of the bread? And when it comes to Hutzan Shabbos, it's not. Amar Bayi, because when it comes to challah, the Pasuk says, it says, Lechem Aretz. Any Lechem Aretz is chayav on challah, even what an ani has. And Oni actually is, is poor, so he puts all the bran in it, and he keeps that in there to make a larger amount to eat. Whereas we're talking about the average person, especially on L'Kavit Shabbos, L'Kavit Shabbos, we don't consider that part of the flour. That's considered separate, and because of that, it wouldn't count towards the amount of a gregarious to be chayav on Shabbos. On Shabbos, you try to make the best stuff, 
When it comes to Chala, it's the lowest common denominator. Uh, Rabbi, this, this is to be. Rabbi, this is. Let me just. Let me just Shabbos for Hotzah. Right, Chayav and Shabbos of Hotzah. That if, yeah. if if you're if you're taking the brand out, to get the brand doesn't count. Only the fine flour counts, not the brand. Adoshim ain't Poland. Adoshim in Poland low. It sounds like the only thing we're talking about is lentils, not regular beans. Tanya Rabuda says, He mentions beans as well. That both of those are also, uh, both of those are also part of the amount of a grogeris. Mar says it depends. the shells don't count. Why? Because you don't want them in your food. Why? Because once they get old, when they get old, they get black. And when you bake it, no one likes to eat it that way. Because even though they are, it is edible, it is the type of thing that's edible, the shell, but it looks black. It looks like there's flies in your plate. And therefore, you wouldn't want to eat it. And therefore, when it's old, it doesn't count. And, it, and that's why the Brysa says it wouldn't count for Hitzah, and if, if that's what would turn it into a grogeris, you'd be potter, because that's something a person didn't want. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.